hello and welcome to View from the Sofa. I'm your host Hector Vickers and with me today is Jamie Polk. Hello everybody. Uh, today we've got a, a very special guest on, Exxon and Captain and Cricketing Legend Michael Vaughan. We've had a few um, technical issues, Michael, so thank you for your patience and thanks for coming on. No problem. Uh, it's the way the world, a bit of uh, Wi-Fi and a few problems with it. Um, and also it's the way of the world when you get contacted on Instagram on a DM and you end up on, on Hector's uh, uh, podcast. So delighted to be here. Thank you. So I think, should we just get it straight into discussing today? I think everyone will know what happened today. It's not very good. I think the only resistance was from Moe Nally, who blasted a quick 43 of 18 balls. But other than that, there was no resistance from England. Michael, what do you think was the cause of England's sudden problems or collapse, you could say? Uh, uh, India are better uh, when the ball is spinning like we've seen it um, in the second test match. In India have uh, better spinners and they have better batters that can bat for longer and get bigger scores. Um, England will try and learn from this week. So I would think the next two test matches will be quite similar. I mean, the pink ball game might offer something to the seamers, but... I'll be amazed if it's not spinning from the start. So England have got a week to get their minds and their bodies ready for uh, what will be a challenge by spin. Um, and they've got to learn from the mistakes, but also gather uh, some of the, the positives from that first test where they, they put in a 10 out of 10 performance. So one more in the series with two to play. I'd have taken that if I was England at the start. Uh, they're still in it, but they will know that this juggernaut of India uh, has certainly landed and, and arrived and it's, uh, it will take some stopping. You've played a lot out there. What, what's, uh, I mean, the obvious difference, I suppose, is playing spin, but what's it like to captain out there too? Is there a, a formula you you go by? I actually didn't captain a lot in India. I, I don't think I captained the test. Uh, I was always injured. Uh, I played a bit. Um, like, it's such a, a cricketing, powerful nation. They're so uh, in love with the game. Uh, the supporters are... Uh, you know, diehards, they, they support their yeah. team through thick and thin, but uh, noisy, they're great to see crowding at the, the second test match. I think there's going to be even more at the third game in a Medabad. Uh, and Virat Kohli is a, a vibrant character that just likes the buzz and energy of the crowd. He also likes to stir up a bit of con- controversy. I think that really inspires him and uh, he needs that as a player. Uh, and he, he kind of goes looking for it. So England have got to be beware of Virat Kohli because you can see that his energies and his, uh, his kind of manner was back this this week. It wasn't quite there in the first Test match. Uh, England have just got to hope they win the toss and they get runs on the board. If they do so, they can compete. If they don't uh, and they lose the toss, it's uh, it's very, very difficult. I think India can win either way. I think India can win by losing the toss. I think England only win if they, uh, they win the toss and they bat first and they do what they did in the first Test. Hmm. Uh, so a few of our listeners have asked some questions about the Test match for you. Uh, the first one's from Henry Cornell, who asks, you mentioned on your Instagram and Twitter that the Chennai pitch isn't really suited for Test match cricket. Uh, what is it about the pitch that makes it so hard to score? Uh, I just, no, I thought it was entertaining. I enjoyed watching it, but I don't think the pitch was prepared for five days. And I think, you know, if we want five-day te- Test match cricket, um, you know, I believe that you prepare a pitch that uh, can last five days. Um, I completely understand why India went for that pitch. And, I guess in, if I'd have been in their shoes, I'd have done exactly the same. But, you know, I, I do get uh, quite, um, it's quite amusing when I hear all these people say, I only want five-day test matches. It's got to last five days. And yet they then support a pitch that's prepared to last three. Um, and they'll say that England weren't good enough to make it last longer, of course. But when the, the, the ball's taking a chunk out the surface on day one, 
Uh, I don't think that's a pitch that's prepared to last. Um, you know, the longevity of a test match. Uh, test match cricket is the best format. Uh, it tests you in, in all your facets of the game. Um, and, and I believe that the pitch needs to be one that's prepared to last five days if it's going to be a five-day test match. But you shouldn't get away, and we shouldn't be getting away from the fact that England weren't very good. Um, they didn't adapt. They didn't react uh, to the conditions. Uh, India just outskilled them. They had more skillful batters, more skillful bowlers. Uh, they were more of a, an energised unit. Um, you know, and England somehow have to regroup and, and get their their uh, kind of wheels back in motion for the third Test match. But it won't be easy against this India team. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so the next one is from Zach Moladini, who says, in the first Test match, Kohli picked Nadim over the more experienced Coldeep. Do you think that was purely based on the fact that he wanted a bowler who turned the ball away from the batsman? And if so, do you think it's necessary for all teams to have a variety of bowlers at hand? Yeah, I mean, as a captain, you want you want options, and you want um, you know England have got quite a few right-handers, and also if you go back to Sri Lanka, Mbildenya, the the left-arm spinner of Sri Lanka, caused England a lot of problems. So I think India wanted a left-arm spinner. Axel Patel wasn't fit, so they went for uh, Shabazz Nadi. He didn't bowl well. Uh, let India down really. He just bowled too inconsistently. Uh, but also they lost the toss, and the pitch was very very flat for a couple of days. Um, you know, you do want your, your kind of angles and you want your variations as a captain, but ultimately you've also got to pick your best bowlers. And in Kuldeep, you had to have, um, you know, he's only a young bowler, played seven test matches now, he's had two five-wicket calls. Uh, I, I was amazed that they didn't go with Kuldeep in, in that first test match. I thought it gave England a, a little bit of a boost because Nadine, you could tell early in his spell that he wasn't going to really threaten too much. He, he's not a massive spinner of the ball. Um, whereas Cooley Gallup might bowl you some bad balls, but he has it in him on any pitch to bowl you a spell that can change you the course of the test match. So, yeah, I think India got it wrong in selection that first week. Okay. Uh, and oh, well, the last one's actually from my dad. And he asks In this test match, 32 wickets fell to spin. Do you think that means England should opt for three specialist spinners coming into the third test? Well, I certainly feel that if the pitch is going to be the same, um, and it probably won't be. Um, as similar, it'll turn, but I also think there'll be something there for the seamers because obviously pink ball, the lights will be on. Um, so I don't think the next test match, it'll be a, a selection process where you go for another spinner. It'll probably be very similar, three seamers and, and two spinners from England. I think India will go two seamers and the three spinners again. Um, you know, you've just got to read the game. You've got to read the pitch. Uh, I think... If you go back to this week, India probably would have wanted another spinner. They probably wanted Washington Sundar for one of the seamers and England would have gone for Dominic Bess over someone like Ollie Stone or Stuart Broad because, you know, Stuart Broad, he hardly bowled. You know, they didn't use much of Ben Stokes either. So the seam options really were um, kind of null and void this week. But you've just got to read the pitch uh, week after week and hope you get it right. And sometimes you get it right, but within... Two or three hours of the contest, you see that the pitch is playing totally different, and you need a, a different type of bowler, and that's that's just the rub of the green. So that's the bowlers. What about the the, the batters? What, what do you think about the top order? Are you getting a bit nervous about that? Um, yeah, I think uh, and it's not easy when you're facing the likes of Ishan Sharma and Ashwin opening the bowling when it's spinning so much. Um, yeah, I think I've got to be careful that they don't swap and change too much. You know, they changed four players for the second test, having gone one nil up. 
Uh, you could quite easily see five changes for the third test. Jimmy Anderson coming back in, Joffrey coming back in, Best coming back in, Zach Crawley coming back in, Besto coming back in. Um, you know, consistency in selection in teams generally drive more consistency in performance. Um, all this swapping and changing. Uh, I, I personally would have preferred to have seen of the winter them highlight the four tests in India as the mainstay of, of when I would want my best team playing. And I'd have picked Sri Lanka the first two test matches to to trial a few others. And if, if that means that some of the best players miss Sri Lanka and miss some of the one days at the end of the tour, so be it. But the four tests in the middle against India, I personally would have won England's best players all available for those four. Yeah. Hank's got a question coming up about squad rotation, but we're, we're big Surrey fans and massive fans of Ben Ben Folks. Mm. Um, who, who certainly, in my opinion, is the best in the country and might score a few runs. When Butler's back, how do you do? You just drop folks? Do you fit him in somehow? Do you put Butler at three or no? Sorry, not Butler. Three, um, Pope at three and. But uh, England got options. They, they, what we saw with Ben, I, I go one step. I think folks is the best wicketkeeper in the world. You know, I, I don't think he's that good. I, I don't think there's a better wicketkeeper. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a better keeper. I haven't seen one. Um, you know, and that's you know, it's a bold statement, but I, I firmly believe it. I mean, the way that he catches the ball, he makes it look so easy. Uh, mm. He's just a natural behind the stumps. Uh, England have got so many options; they've almost got too many, too too many options now. You know, because you could play Butler as six as a batter, you could play Folks at seven. Uh, the one question mark over Ben Folks is, you know, this year is about you know preparing the team to to beat Australia. How does he play the bouncing seaming ball, and could he get a Test match hundred at number seven? against Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood, Mitchell Stark. And that's ultimately the question because we know he can play against spin, but this year it is about um, preparing the team to win in Australia. Um, has he got that in him to be able to get test match hundreds at seven against pace? And that'll be the question mark. His, his keeping is magnificent. Um, his batting against spin is very, very good. It's just, can he cope with the bouncing ball? I, I don't know. I've not seen him enough against the pace. Um, but England have got that option that if they feel he can, you could have him at seven and Butler could bat six. And Ollie Pope, um, you know, he needs runs, Ollie Pope. He's a, a, a terrific young player, but you can only be promising for so long. I know he's had injuries, but you can only have that tag of being promising for so long. Eventually, you need consistency. And he's got the best place in the order at six because he, he sneaks in when the ball's a bit older. Probably quite hard, you know, that quite hard position is six in the subcontinent. That's why I was surprised that they went Dan Lawrence at three uh, this week and didn't try Ollie Pope at three because I do feel in time, Oli Pope certainly could be an England number three batter. Um, you know, Zach Crawley, where does he fit in? You know, Johnny Bester, where does he fit in? Um, you know, Rory Burns, he needs runs at the top of the order. Simply when he's spinning, looks like he struggles, but he's got the right desire and discipline to bat long period. So you want him in your team. Um, England have almost got too many, too many pieces to play with. And somehow, over the course of the next few months, they've got to get a settled top six batting lineup that they believe can get big, big scores in Australia because it's the only way that they'll beat Australia in Australia's by getting big first inning scores. So I think finally, uh, the Test Match Championship final, I think, is coming up quite soon. I think it's this year. Uh, it yep. seems like it's going to be between two out of England, India, Australia, maybe even New Zealand. Uh, who do you think will be the two teams in the final at this rate? At least? Well, I think New Zealand will, will be there. You know, I think they're going to be there. Uh, and it'll be India or Australia. I think it'll be hard for England. I think England have got to win the next two test matches in 
in India um, to, to make it there. Uh, and India, I think I've just got to win one. So I think it'll probably be New Zealand, India. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but you know, India have been magnificent. They've got a great leader in Williamson. Uh, all the talk is Steve Smith and Virat Kohli, uh, the best player. Kane Williamson is under the radar, but consistently outperforms many of them. Um, terrific bowling attack, a great spirit. And, and, and whoever they play, and it could be at Lords, might be at the Aegeus, depending on the, the COVID bubble. Uh, it'll be a great spectacle to, to get two teams that deserve to be in a final playing Test match cricket to find out who's the best over the course of the, the period. You know, they've all played. You know, we're not played as much because of the COVID times, but whoever wins it deserves to uh, lift the trophy because they've been the most consistent side over over a period of time. Yeah. Uh, so that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on. Uh, we're really sorry about all the Wi-Fi problems, but that's worked out quite well. <laughs> no, no problem. Anytime. I'll, I'll come on for a lot longer next time. So just uh, direct uh, message me on Instagram. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening over these past four days. It's been really fun to do, and we'll be back for the first day of the third test in Ahmedabad. We have a few guests lined up, including Randy Caddick, uh, the England Barmy Army supporter who stayed 10 months in Sri Lanka to watch the series. So tune in then. Thank you very much and goodbye.